It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et good evening. C'est Simon Marcel. It's Simon Marcel. Welcome to The Rendezvous. Uh, I just want to ask you a question to start the show. On a scale of 1 to 10, right now, tonight, if you're in a relationship, how happy to be in a relationship are you? I, I just wonder. I ask you because uh, I, uh, I've been wondering, since I've had a lot of calls and, and also a lot of friends call me, reach out, text, DM about people in relationships, how difficult it is. So I just want to kind of have an idea of the level of happiness for those of you who are in a relationship. So go to my social media, at Rendezvous Radio, and I just, just want to know how happy, on a scale of 1 to 10, are you in your relationship? Just, I just need to hear if there's some happiness left there because I'm a little worried, a little bit, after all I hear. So anyway, I'm here to help. So if you have any questions that can bring back this happiness between you and your partner, 855-905-8255. Any questions, 855-905-8255. Andrea, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Andrea. So apparently you feel unfulfilled in your relationship. Why? What's going on? Well, I'm not sure if it's just the whole quarantine situation because I am currently not working where my husband is. So he's constantly on those virtual meetings and in the other room where I'm pretty much just here. And I don't know, there just seems to be a big disconnect and I can't tell if it's just because of the state of the world or like something deeper between us? That's a good question. So let's go back to before quarantine. Did you feel the same thing a couple months before quarantining with your husband or that just started with the quarantine? A little bit. He's been in this new job for the past six months and he loves it. He's thrown himself into it, which makes him really happy. And I love that. But there would be some times where like, you know, he would have to work later or do, you know, certain things. And I felt a little... I don't know, just like a little bad about it. But again, I was still happy. Like, you know, this is great for him. Um, sure. So um, do you think that maybe you're a little jealous of him because he has a job right now that is really interesting and exciting and unfortunately uh, you don't have a job right now? Do you think there's a little bit of resentment, which would be fair because we're all humans, that he has something that you don't have and you miss it? That, that actually makes a lot of sense because even when I had my job, like, I don't know, his seems more fun and, like, the people he gets to work with, mm -hmm. I don't know, are better. Oh, wow. I think, I think it might be a jealousy thing now that you pointed it out. Yes, I think that's the unspoken. And I get it. I mean, listen, sometimes in life, you know, we love someone, but we'll be jealous that they have something we don't have. And having a great job is so rare. I have a great job doing this show, uh, and I'm grateful for it. And, and I understand, you know, so I think that um, what you could do is write in your journal, if you have one, uh, how upset you are and what's missing in your life. And so instead of maybe venting emotionally or even with unspoken about that with your husband, just write it down in your journal, you know, expel from yourself this toxic feeling of jealousy and it will go away. But you've got to talk about it. And since, you know, it's not the time maybe to meet a shrink of this, just to your journal. <laughs> Here's really how I feel about my husband, his new job, and how I wish I had a great job, or whatever you wish for. Write it down, girl. Thank you. Yes, I will. All right. Well, I'm glad we figured out what's going on. So take it easy on your husband and find yourself <laughs> your own joie de vivre. And good luck uh, for both of you. Thank you so much, Simon. 
You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. And have a good night. You know, when we say jealousy, everybody thinks about, you know, jealous about somebody else. But how about feeling jealous about your partner? Let's talk about that next. Have you ever felt jealous of your partner? So not jealous about somebody else, you know, messing with your partner. No, 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 no. Like my last caller, Andrea, called me and said, you know, you know, she felt like disconnected or a little, you know, upset. And then we realized she was not, he, nothing is done wrong. She was just jealous that he had a great job. And unfortunately, now she doesn't have a job. And even before that, when she had a job, his job is more fun. And I get that. But the thing is, most of us, me included, it's very difficult to say the truth and tell ourselves, you know what? I am really jealous of my partner's job or my partner's friends or my partner's social life or my partner's ability to do this or that, right? So instead of telling the truth, what do we do? We resent them and we displace our jealousy and try to find something wrong with them. Let me share a personal story of how guilty I am to have done that in my life. Next. So remember that the whole show is based on don't do like me, do better than me. Here's another example. When I was younger, in my 20s, uh, I had this uh, lovely and charming brunette with blue eyes, beautiful and fun and full of life, and she had a lot of friends and loved to go out, dance really good, just was, you know, a joy to be with. But I was a bit awkward, and I, 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 I still don't know how to dance. I dance like an elephant. I have no sense of rhythm, even though I love music. So I was jealous of how at ease she was on the dance floor and how at ease she was with everybody, because I was not. And I was always picking on her. Instead of looking at myself in the mirror and go, Simon, stop being jealous of her. You can't dance, you suck at the dance floor. That's so be it. Don't be mad at her for being much better dancer than you or have more friends than you or be more lightful. She was. And shame on me, I picked and picked and picked and then she dumped me. All of that because I didn't want to say the truth. I'm jealous of you. You're so much more fun than me when we go out. <laughs> and that's the truth. So don't do like me. Do better than me. That's my advice. And uh, you call that next. If you want to share a romantic story of your life, this is the place and this is the show. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Tiffany. Bonjour, Simon. Hi. Bonjour, bonjour. So I understand you got engaged on Mother's Day? Yes. I got engaged this Mother's Day to a wonderful man that I've been dating for about two years. And, uh -huh. the, well, there was a sad part. And the reason why he did it on Mother's Day was because he lost his mother when he Ooh. was four. But it's really still lived with him his whole life because he didn't grow up with a mother. And I am the mother of a special needs child. So when we got together, there was a lot of mommy issues that we worked on, you know, together. And then this Mother's Day, he said... I can't live without you in this world the way it is. I don't want to live without you any longer. Will you marry me? And he asked me on Mother's Day, and it was overwhelming. It was beautiful. I mean, I, I just, I was so overwhelmed. It was amazing. Congratulations, number one. Congratulations. And, and, and that makes me happy. And you see, you know, like the unexpected happens. And for all the reason you gave me, I'm really happy he did it on Mother's Day for you and for him. And so congratulations to both of you and many years of happiness. Thank you. I can't wait to be married to my best friend. This man is amazing. Thank you so much. 
You deserve it. You both deserve each other. Thank you so much for sharing that <laughs> story you. and have a good night, Tiffany. Thank you. You too, Simon. Good night. Coming up, I am going to go listen to that voicemail because somebody left me a voicemail with an important question. So that is coming up next. If you have a question for me and either you're too shy to call or you're not alone and can't call me or it's during the daytime, just leave me a voicemail. 855-905-8255. A voicemail with your question and I'll play it on air just like this one. Bonjour, Simon. My name is Nora, and I have a question for you. I met a wonderful man on a Zoom business meeting, and we have now Zoomed several times. We have also FaceTimed, and he would like to get together, and he's very charming. He's very handsome. He's actually available, which is rare, <laughs> and I've just been nervous about getting together in person, so I wanted to know what you think. Thank you so much, Simon. Nora, thank you for the voicemail and the question. Should you meet somebody that you're really interested in in this uh, time? Um, I think I have an answer for you. So my answer is coming up next. So here's an interesting question. Nora just sent me a voicemail saying, you know, on a Zoom meeting, she spotted a kind of a charming guy. They started to talk. He's available. He's very cute. He's handsome. He wants to meet. Thing is, you know, it's very difficult to meet these days. So should you meet somebody you're interested in? I say yes at the condition of respecting the social distance. So go walk on in a park uh, where you can. Respect the six feet minimum distance, as you know. Wear a mask. Uh, and if you want to take away the mask, just, I guess, put yourself at 10 feet to 12 feet. So you'll be fine and you can talk, you know, in, in, in safely. So I don't want this to stop love. All we got to do is respect the uh, directives we all have. Social distance plus mask, or we're so far away from each other, we can remove the mask and talk in the phone. So I would not not meet him if you want to. Just do it safely and respect those guidance, and you should be fine. Thank you so much, Nora, and good luck to you. You call the next. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Victoria. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. What's going on with your husband? How can I help you with him? Oh, if you could definitely find a way to help me convince my husband to do more of the chores and some of the things that we could work on during this quarantine, it would be amazing, like the garage, and some of the kitchen. I see. So let's be fair. Uh, describe for me what you do for the house and what he does right now. Okay. So what I usually do is I do the laundry, I keep up, you know, vacuum, dust, clean up the windows. I ask him to do one chore, and that chore is to pick up your stuff and just make sure the trash goes out. But since we've been in quarantine, I thought, well, why don't we work on the garage and go through some of the things and do a little spring cleaning? And I just can't seem to convince him. What does he say? No. Why? We can get to it later. And I'm like, what do you mean later? This is the perfect time, finally. <laughs> like, this is it. I see. There's two ways to do this. One okay. is to ask him what he would like you to do. So, for instance, you know, it's like give and take. So, maybe he wants you to do something that's missing. Maybe you want him. So, you go, listen, maybe there is something in the house you would like me to do. Um, I'm open to it. You know, let's both do something for the house, right? So, it's kind of a compromise. That's option mm. one. Okay. 
option two way more brutal you stop cleaning whatsoever the house in any way and it becomes the biggest mess and he goes honey what's going on what how can you let everything go you don't take care of the garage why would i take care of the house right Ooh, so, i like that i like that oh you like that I kind of do because I feel like I've kind of tried that before. Like, I kind of let the, okay, between us, I let the laundry go for like a good week. And he definitely started to notice. But it hasn't gotten him to do anything yet. So maybe right. I just got to so go that's full the, blown. Oh, full blown. You go big or you go home, right? So big, exactly. go, go big or go home. You're going big, Victoria. I, I'm going to, Simon. I like that idea. I think that's a great idea. And I mean, you're a it, genius it, in this, right? Oh, I, no, I'm no genius. Just, you know, common sense and experience a little bit and understanding as a guy because, you know, sometimes we take it for granted that our girlfriend or partners or wife, whatever, does everything. But trust me, if you go on strike, a serious strike, <laughs> he's going to go clean the garage ASAP. He's going to beg to go clean the garage. I love that. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, sir. Victoria. Good luck with that. Thank you so much and have a good night. You too. I mean, would you do it? Would you go big and go on strike if you needed your partner to do something for you? Let's talk about it. I have a few more fun ideas for you. Have you ever looked at your partner and thought, you know, man, I have it up to the wazoo with this? Because they refuse to do something as simple as folding their clothes, uh, putting the dishes away, uh, taking the trashes out, cleaning the garage, and then you just, you just, I've had it, right? It's like an annoyance that never stops ever. And what's even more annoying is you have to tell the person a hundred million times. And they always tell you the same thing. Yeah, later, right? Nothing is more annoying than the word later. I hated the word later when I was young and my parents said, oh, I, I need to do this. Yeah, maybe later. No, I hate later. So um, if you want to stop this strategy of, of later, Stay with me now, because I'm going to tell you next exactly the different options that will for sure make your partner evolve quickly. If you are fed up with your partner for little things, won't help you clean the house, won't fold the towels, won't you know, help with the garage cleaning, trash is out, whatever. Here's what you can do. It's like go big or go home. Number one, stop doing anything in the house. Zero, squat. You let everything go like no more laundry cleaning, no more dish cleaning, no more folding of anything. And then you look at your partner and he goes, what's going on? You know what's going on. No, I don't know. Yes, you refuse to share. So I decide we're going to live like savages. And trust me, things will change. Option number two, you stop the cooking. Right? If you're the one who cooks, just no more cooking. That will change too. And three, um, stop the romance. That will also help. So you have different options. But more importantly, if a good conversation doesn't help, follow those instructions. Something will happen. Something good for the house. Okay? That's extreme, but it can work. You call that next. If you have a doubt or you need my help about your relationship, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Julia. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. So um, what's going on between you and your husband? We've been married huh? for a long time, but now we're not going to bed at the same time. Either he's working on his computer, or I might stay up reading a book. It seems that we're not going to bed together. So I want to know what maybe we could do, where maybe we could watch a funny movie and relax in bed. 
and go to bed together, maybe some ooh-la-la. I just kind of need some advice. I understand. Um, Do you feel that uh, this trend of not going to bed at the same time together is new, like lately with the quarantine, or has it been happening for, you know, a year or, or, or longer? How long has this been happening? More now with quarantine, yeah. I see. And when it comes to the romance, how are we doing in the romance department? Sometimes he wants and sometimes I want, but we're not synchronized. So basically, what you're really missing is you want more ulala with your husband, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. No, now we have cleared the unspoken. It's about the ulala. I get it. Okay. So here's the thing. Proximity is the enemy of ulala. Proximity, extreme proximity and stress is slowing down ulala for everybody. So here's my advice. If you, you know, remember men are very visual. So if it's your time and you feel he's not into it, there's many things you can do to illuminate the mind of your husband who will like very happily follow you to the bedroom very quickly. Because really we have to be understanding that quarantine is very stressful for everybody. Julia, very. But ulala is such a good release of stress. And when you are married and you want to have ulala with your partner, you know, just spice it up, surprise him, make it like a like a game, and you know, a most of a ulala erotic game. You know, we forget the word erotic. There is romance, but we also need erotism in our life, and erotism goes with unpredictability. Yes, thank you, Simon. So Merci. I hope that helps you to bring back la joie de vivre, the joy of life, and night of fires at your house. Thank you. Merci, Simon. Merci beaucoup, and have a good night. Au All right, let's finish this show with the moment of truth. How are you and your partner in the ooh-la-la department during this quarantine? We're going to talk about that next on The Rendezvous. Stay with me. All right, be honest. How are you and your partner in the ooh-la-la department during this quarantine? I actually posted that question on my social media at Rendezvous Radio, and I hope you follow me. Very simple. Just go at Rendezvous Radio, Twitter and Instagram. Great stuff. And great questions. Anyway, the result of the poll is very interesting. 61% of you said, never better. Now, I like that. The Ulala department has never been better. And only 39% of you said, "Mm, it's okay. You know what? I'm really happy to hear this because I started to get worried after a few calls and friends of mine and neighbors who didn't say that it was like never better. But having you voting massively never better is a sign that really, you know, being together is an, a great way to have more romantic moment. Um, I wouldn't know. I've been spending my last three months alone with my teddy bear, Mr. Lewis. Very different, obviously. So great results. Thank you for listening. Et bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.